From Affirm Films comes the Kendrick Brothers' Show Me the Father. All of us have a fatherhood story. My dad was my hero growing up. A father was somebody who disappointed you. From the creators of War Room and Courageous comes an inspiring cinematic journey featuring five amazing true stories. I'm stunned. He's real. He's really out there. This is really him. Your perfect father in heaven can change the trajectory of your life. Show Me the Father. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theater September 10th. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends, and welcome. Today we're going to talk about mere Christianity. This is episode 185, and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. I want to thank our sponsor, the movie Show Me the Father. It takes a different look at fatherhood and actually parenting with the focus on God as the ultimate father and his impact on our lives. This movie, even the trailer, will make you take a hard look at your lives and those of others who have been impacted. The current show is airing live, but if you're listening to this afterwards, the movie will probably be available for streaming. You can find out more information at showmethefathermovie.com. Well, I want to ask you a question. What is up with Christians? The classic by C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, is a must-read for any of you who are searching for answers. Are Christians really any different than anyone else? Well, they should be. And we're going to talk about why. Mere Christianity is C.S. Lewis's famous words, and it shows us the human condition in a classic way that only he can. The book actually came out of a series of radio broadcasts, and it was compiled at the time, and it has undergone some revisions. I was blessed to read the book some years ago, and I say blessed because it greatly impacted my life as a Christian. I mean, how can the author of the Chronicles of Narnia write anything other than an amazing book painting a picture with words, even difficult concepts? I was on a road trip with my son heading back to college, and we listened to this on audiobook, and we were both really enjoying the book. I was riveted, even though I had read it before, and I was taking copious notes. And at times, we just turned it off because we were overwhelmed because some of the concepts were very deep, and we had to think about it and think about exactly what he was saying. Lewis talks about free will and that because we have the will to choose that God is real, To believe that this is all there is and there is no God, he says, takes a greater leap of faith than in believing that we have new life in Christ, that Jesus is who he says he is, and that we believe it on the authority of Christ. 
He talks about a Christ life inside of us. And once we believe that Christians are in a unique position because everything we do that is good is done in Christ and through Christ, we believe that no man can be saved without Christ. And at the end of time, it will be too late to decide the time is actually now. You know, so many times we think, well, I can't be perfect. Or my kids used to say to me, well, you know, when we talked about what would Jesus do? Remember the um, acronym for that? And they would say, well, I'm not God. I can't be perfect. But perfection is an ideal that holds people back because it really isn't attainable the side of heaven. We all live in a space and time that's influenced by good and evil. And this is distilled down into what we call morality. We as men have morals that are either good or bad, and sometimes somewhere in between, which recalls to mind, I remember this scripture, that God tells us that being in between is not a good place to be. Revelations 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. That is one of those scriptures that does bring a Christian fear and trembling. But friends, we all fail, and that is a fact of life. But inside of us is a sense of peace when we do what is right. The general purpose of why we were made is to know the Lord God, the Almighty. Think about how you feel when you don't do what's right. You know, we have a conscience, and how is it formed? In some of us, it's formed better than in others. In the book, Lewis talks about morals in the sense of fair play, harmony, and the general purpose of life. And I urge you to get a copy of the book and read it for yourself, because I can't do justice of the book and everything he said. And I'm just sharing this with you so that you can look into it yourself. Lewis talks about the sense of who we are as persons and how Christians are to be called to a higher standard. He says, what good is fair play if inside of us we are morally corrupt? That's one of those big topics that's food for thought. If we're doing things just so others think we're good and honorable when that is the farthest thing from the truth, we're being hypocrites, aren't we? And truthfully, this is one of the things that really hurts Christianity. People look at the Christians out there and say, oh my gosh, you're just as bad as anyone else. Well, this is what he's talking about here. And we know that God knows our hearts. God has given us the sense of right and wrong. And those who do not have this are morally bankrupt. They may talk the good talk, but they don't really walk the walk. For those of us who have faith, We base our faith on what we consider truth and fact. We're not going to believe in a counterfeit, although there are plenty of watered-down Christianity and name-only churches out there. But our faith is based on the Holy Bible, the truths handed down to us over generations, and the purpose that we were made to know, love, and serve God. Let's back up to that last statement. If you're not a Christian, that should bother you. Not so much the knowing and loving part, but the serving. Why should we serve God? Well, if we know and love a person, 
How could we not be thankful and in debt, and therefore want to serve them? In fact, God made us for his own purpose, and that is so that he could share his kingdom with us. Because we're talking about the king of heaven and earth, the everlasting kingdom, where we will have the opportunity and the invitation to live forever. What we're giving God and anything we can ever do for God, there's no way we could ever outgive the blessings that He has given us. That is an amazing thought, something you should think about. C.S. Lewis speaks extensively about morality as well, and in this case, he talks about the differences between morality and immorality. Morality deals with serving others, where immorality, Lewis says, is when we think we, the individual, and our wants and needs are more important than others. That is immorality at its core. It can be hurting one another to hurting entire nations of people and bringing down civilizations. This book was written a long time ago, but it sounds like something we're going through right now. In fact, I started drawing so many parallels to what is happening today, to the breakdown of the moral code, religious beliefs, to serving an anti-God. It starts with sexual sin and devolves into gender ideology and so forth. So follow the science and then throw it out the door when it doesn't serve your purpose. That's what we're seeing today, and that's food for thought. Man, by his very nature tends to be self-centered, the me first, like when we were little kids. But if we stay in that position without knowing and treasuring our Christian heritage, we're going to fall short. Lewis says, even the right actions for the wrong reasons are still wrong. Think about that. This book should be required reading of every high school student, whether a believer or not. The truths and the way he causes us to think, not only about ourselves and the ways we have fallen short, but also our world around us. As an aside here, if you're looking at this world and placing blame on others, believe me, I've done it as well. We have to look within first. The question is, what are we doing? Are we sitting and ranting at the TV or videos or even reading the news? That's not going to help our world. The only way we can help is to pray and ask the Lord for mercy, for forgiveness. Ask the Lord, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? In this case, we are all needed, men, women, and children. This is a battle not only for our souls, but the souls of our children and grandchildren. It's time for boots on the ground, as they say. It is time for a spiritual battle. And while we think our world is a mess, it has been, unfortunately, since the beginning of the first sin in the Garden of Adam and Eve. So let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we, your children, are crying out to you, and unlike the Israelites who did not want to listen to you, we, your children, want to find you in the midst of our lives and ask you to lead us where you want us to go. I pray that you help us to listen and to see the things you want us to see and do the things you want us to do. Please lead us, my God. Help us, Lord, to protect our families and ourselves. Please, Lord, bless us and keep us safe, and I pray for these specific needs.
And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Felice on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.